Welcome to the Enlighten Up podcast. I'm Lisa Watson and will be joined by my co-hosts Nicole Frolick and Brian Koenigberg. The Enlighten Up podcast is a weekly show that provides an unconventional and refreshing spin on spirituality, where three friends and weekly guests share informative, fun, and usually off-the-wall conversations. Unlike others, we provide fringe and skeptical viewpoints on all topics, because our experience has taught us that the echo chamber is a boring place from which to learn. So regardless of where you are in your spiritual journey, we can promise you, you're going to find a place to fit in here. So we invite you to grab a drink and listen in on our casual, entertaining, and hopefully enlightening conversation. And Enlighten Up is a self-funded podcast. So if you would like to help us to continue to be able to produce, enhance, and expand the show for our audience, then please send your support using the link in the show notes or go to our website, lightenup.us, and check out our merchandise shop where you can purchase merchandise that will allow you to express some spiritual humor. You may also show your support by leaving us a review on iTunes and following us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube. Thank you all so much for listening and supporting us. And now let's jump right into the episode. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to the Enlighten Up podcast. I am Nicole Frolic, your co-host, and I am also joined by Lisa and Brian. Today, we have a returning guest, Amber Fralin, who is a quantum healer and life coach specializing in subconscious reprogramming. After facilitating her own healing and recovery process, she became certified to assist others in making great change in their own lives. She combines the scientific modality of subconscious reprogramming with fitness, nutrition, epigenetic, meditation, and holistic health to help her clients transform their lives from the inside out. Amber, welcome back to the Enlighten Up podcast. How are you doing today? Thank you so much. I'm doing fabulous. How about you guys? We're good. Well, good. good. Better, some of us. <laughs> That's me. I'm better. I've been really sick. Oh, no. I'm glad yeah. you're better. Yeah, we're happy Lisa's on the mend. Yes. She's mended. Mended. <laughs> So Amber, like it's been a year since we connected with you. Um, what's been going on in your life lately? Oh my gosh, it's so funny. I'm sitting in the same spot, you know, in the in Christian seat with the microphone and just brought back to that moment a year ago. It's so funny how, you know, time goes so fast, but we've been working on the same projects. We've been meeting new people. I'm so delighted to reconnect with you guys. And um, yeah, just we're just we've just been moving forward. So as you guys have been moving forward, how have you been shaping things differently than where you were at a year ago? Oh my gosh. So, well, <laughs> we've brought on a team of healers into our business. So we've been offering some new things and we've been going live weekly in the Trinity Room page. I know we talked about it last time. Um, we've still been doing lots of subconscious reprogramming with people and just helping people to dive deep into what may be keeping them stuck and clear some old traumas out, clear some programs out, and just move forward with things. Was there anything that really sparked within you and, and, and Christian as well, I guess, that made you want to shift things in a bit of a different direction or <laughs> um, to kind of branch out more? That's a great question. Um, yeah, I've always been one just deeply intuitive to follow those leads and really flexible with the direction. I think all my life and in business, when something pulls on your heartstrings, I think that you need to navigate in that direction and see what comes. And I think in those moments of 
relinquishing control over what you want the outcome of something to look like, that's when little miracles and little blessings and and the right people can fall into your life. Yeah, definitely. (laughs) Definitely. Because I know so many people, myself included, we often get this picture of how the end game is supposed to look. And along the way, somehow like, you know, we develop, we change And then we realize that we're a bit of a different person than the person who ultimately decided what that outcome should be and realize some of that stuff isn't in alignment anymore and there might be a different way or a different outcome that is waiting for you. Yes, perfectly said. And also that brings up something I've been working on a lot lately is sitting in in meditation in a way of just silence. So I do a lot of epigenetic meditation work with, you know, specifically reprogramming the brain and things like that. But sitting in meditation with a question and allowing yourself to shift from the beingness of the person that asked the question in order for that higher version of yourself to come in and give you the answer. That's what you made me think of with the last statement that you said. So We ask a question from a certain state of consciousness. And if we answer that question with the same state of consciousness from what I've seen, we don't make a lot of progress. But when we clear the mind enough to allow that new state of consciousness, the one that sees the direction that you're going, that can bring in those new ideas that you can't come up with, with the conscious thought, that's really, really been magical in my life lately. That quiet space of listening as opposed to strategizing or logically trying to figure things out has been really, really powerful for me lately. So you're just letting, letting go. Mm -hmm. Like, so asking the question and then detaching from an answer. Mm -hmm. And I've been committing to five minutes of quiet per question. And I've learned that even just that commitment, it, it doesn't take five minutes. It hasn't from my experience. It takes maybe 30 seconds to a minute to get a profound realization when you commit to completely clearing your mind and not trying to come up with the answer. And somehow, I don't know, it's like universe. I'm willing to sit here for an extended period of time. Just that, that commitment and, and letting go process allows things to come to you that are far beyond what you would have logically thought of. So last time you were on the show, we were talking about your, um, your recovery mm-hmm. and um, your journey with all of that. How's that been going? It's like been... with you t- discussing it more. Yeah. Once it's the level of freedom that you find when you finally let down a wall, because I, I hid for six years behind that story. I was really terrified to share that story. Why? Honestly, probably some subconscious belief systems and fear and and illogical, you know, fears or whatever. I don't really know. But the truth is I hid behind that and it caused me a lot of pain because it's part of my life purpose. And so pulling on my heartstrings every day, knowing that I had tools that could could serve at a high level and knowing that the plan from the start was always to share that story for the sake of helping others yet just being so scared to share it was making me sick was making me fatigued was just creating a lot of pain in my life honestly the the bottling up of that story 
So with the commitment to begin sharing it a little bit at a time, which is right when we connected last year, and then just kind of letting the floodgates open. And once again, more about, you know, relinquishing control in your life, just saying, I'm here for this reason. I feel it. I can't hold it in anymore. I've been in the process of writing that a book about it. And it's really funny. I don't know if I told you guys before, but years and years ago when I set out on that journey, when I first realized that it was a problem in my life and when I first started looking for the tools that would help me change it, I actually started writing an audiobook. So I wrote hundreds of hours of content just speaking into my audio recorder to an audience that I knew existed and to people that I knew would need that message someday because I really wanted to document it from the deepest depths of the pain as the change occurred as opposed to after it was fixed, essentially. So I'm revisiting all that older content now and writing a book to really empower others to turn their pain into their purpose. Whereas before I kind of saw it as like an entertaining memoir, I really want it to be something that really shows people that they can step into their purpose through whatever their deepest pain has been. And for our audience who may not have heard your last show, mm-hmm. where you almost for the first time, I think we met you last year in Vegas mm-hmm. and you had gotten up on stage and told your story about your addiction to opioids. Yeah. And then we had you on the show right after, I think it was, you know, maybe the second time you had shared it publicly, right? right? It was. Yep. And you sound so much different mm. now as you talk about it, just the confidence that I can hear in your voice versus last time when you talked about it, where you could tell you were still a little nervous about, about talking about it. So yeah. that's awesome. Thank you. I, I feel that deeply. Have you been inspired by how many people have, I'm sure, reached out to you from sharing your story and, and how that's helped them in their own journey? Yeah. And it's interesting because everybody's at a different phase, you know, and I think the most painful phase for me was when I realized that there was a problem that needed to be solved and I didn't know where to go for support. I remember that being a really trying time for me. I remember doing a lot of research on things that would help and reaching out to people. And, you know, I wasn't, I didn't know a lot at the time. So I remember like, messaging YouTubers on YouTube and finding their inspirational stories and then not hearing back. And I just remember feeling so alone at that time. I remember feeling like there's these people that have overcome it, but they're so far removed now that they almost can't relate to the deepest depths of the pain of someone who's still there. So I really try to bring myself back there and remember what that feels like in order to speak the language that the person can hear who hasn't yet, yet shifted the painful. I really want to be support to the ones that are like, well, maybe this is a problem now. What do I do about it? You know, Mm -hmm. I try not to get too far removed because it's been many years since I went through that challenge. But the truth is the pain, the pain through that challenge allows me to accomplish everything in my life. There's never a time where something gets tough that I'm not able to say, well, it's not as tough as that was. I can do this because I've been through that. So I've used childbirth to do that. Mm, that makes sense. Yep. Yep. <laughs> I believe that. I bet a lot of people Honestly. do that. Yeah. 
Yeah, those painful moments. They make you realize the power within yourself. They absolutely do. Yeah. And I know, Lisa, you had, like, when we were talking off off air, Lisa had a really good, great question about sabotage, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, just, it, it's really come to my awareness in the past several weeks, the depth of our own personal sabotage. And I've witnessed it in other people, and which has shifted into witnessing it about myself. And I've really been, you know, on this self-awareness journey for, you know, quite a few years now. And it just seems like there's always something new that is revealed to me with every new challenge, the depth of, of the self-sabotage. And I'm just really committed right now to finding a way around that, like how to identify your sabotage and then how to get through it. And the realization I've come to in only actually the past couple days, which which is that it doesn't, at some point it doesn't even matter why. It just, you just have to, once you recognize where you're sabotaging yourself, the most, the best thing that you can do is to push through that one thing, whatever it may be that has you frozen, whatever it may be that you're just terrified of doing, or you find yourself procrastinating around, that that's the one thing that is going to break you free of, of that belief, break you free of that subconscious programming. Yeah. I believe that deeply. I made a post about it yesterday. I was, um, it's so funny in these moments. I, f- I feel like I have these profound moments out of nowhere. It's not, it's not always, you know, sitting looking for answers or feeling for answers, listening, like I mentioned before, but I was just driving and I got so, so inspired. I mean, so off the charts inspired and just thinking, you know, there's nothing outside of me that I need to accomplish any of the things that I want to do. There's no support I need. There's no, there's no one's opinion that can, can shift that deep, deep knowingness that you can do anything. And, um, I, I just felt, felt so strongly that, um, there are things that you're going to love about anything you're working towards and things that you're going to hate about it. And the the way that it relates to what you just said is that you just tackle, you tackle those things that you don't love first and get them out of the way. So then you can tackle the the parts of it that you love, you know, and like you said, there's no way around it. You just, sometimes we just have to do it. You know, we just have to do the hard stuff first a lot of the time, I think. You know, the other thing too, that I realize is that we have to remind ourselves that we're connected to a higher consciousness, but it's not all on our shoulders. Like we don't have to feel like we know everything that we can allow ourselves to, to be open to tapping into that higher knowing like the Akashic records or, you know, like the collective consciousness, like all of that information is there for us to access. And it's only our belief that we're separate from it that keeps us frozen. Basically, you know, it's only our belief that we can't do it or that we don't know how that keeps us from doing it. And if we just surrender and say, I'm just open to the idea and the belief that I actually can do this, then 
that's a step in the right direction. And I think that's when the ideas will start to come to you. And, but you also have to, you have to release yourself of the emotional attachment that you have to the results, like that it's going to take, like if I can't do this in the next day or, or 10 days or three months, then I can't do it, you know, and just can like having that unwavering faith that you are able to do this and I'm going to do it and I'm going to continue to find ways to break through this block no matter what. Mm-hmm. That's the point that I've really gotten to. Cause I'm like, there's nothing else. If I can't get through this block, then like, what's the point? This is why I'm here. Right. I'm here to conquer this. Mm-hmm. Beautiful. I love it. What sort of, um, have you been able to isolate while you've gone a little bit deeper into, like, cause I'm sure as you do the book on the, on your recovery and that journey and you get into that a little bit deeper, I know that when I wrote my book, I had, um, profound realizations while I was re- writing it that I didn't even realize at the wow. the time. And I'm like, oh my gosh, now I get it. Like, and now I get why I did that and why I shouldn't be doing that anymore. Like, did you have any of that kind of come up? Not yet, but I'm, I look forward to that. That's beautiful. The, the biggest barrier for me as I've attempted this book a, a couple times is just, it's so funny. I feel like I'm a new person every couple days, you know, and it feels like almost like old content to me. That's the barrier I've come up against myself, but, but I look forward to those breakthroughs. That sounds amazing. Yeah. It's, it's like the, you know, I mean, we, we learn so much, right. We're, we're sponging in all this information where we have all these experiences and we understand concepts and ideas and we understand, okay, that doesn't work for me. This is what will work for me. And there's wisdoms that we take on and all of that. But there's a moment where like it really anchors in and you like, you know, you know it, but you get it at such a deeper and more profound level that it shifts everything now. Wow. Like you can't undo it. You can't, you can't forget it. (laughs) Yeah. Well, you can't undo that awareness (laughs) awareness <laughs> yeah. you know once you become aware of something it's like you can't hide from it anymore like the red pill blue pill <laughs> exactly <laughs> can't go back <laughs> are you sure you want to go here yes 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 always always yeah i just want to <laughs> pretend i'm just going to go back to pretending that this isn't an issue for me i mean isn't that what we do most of our lives like we just medicate or you know watch too much tv or drink or eat or smoke or I don't know, go entertain ourselves somehow to avoid what it is that we know that we're deep down avoiding. I believe so. Yeah. How about you, Brian? What are you learning? This year has been, I mean, gosh, this year it's a month and a half, you know, so these last 40 (laughs) something days, But it, it would be awesome if it was 47 days into the year because I'm 47 years old and it's like the things I've learned in 47 days instead of what I could have learned in 47 years. Uh, it's it, the the idea, you know, that this this idea that we 
are a creator of our own reality. And I, and I've struggled with a lot of what, you know, we've talked about on this, on this podcast. And it's, it's taken time for, for, for me to, to see it in a different, for me to see it in a different way and to understand that I can create my own reality and it's not a magical thing. It takes hard work. I think that's I think that's the the most important thing that I've learned is that it really you you really have to to put an exceptional amount of effort into something if you want to see it happen. You can't just sit on your couch and look at your vision board and you know dream of the 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 home, you know, have your visioning process and dream of your new car or you know whatever it's going to be and expect it to happen, which is what I always got hung up with, with this idea of manifestation. And, y- you know, you can, you can set your eyes on something, and if, if you're willing to never take no for an answer, you'll, you'll get to it someday. It might take several years. I've, I'm, I'm reminded of, of something Jim Carrey did I, I've I've heard this story before, and I I saw it again this morning. Apparently, when he was a, a struggling actor, he wrote a check in his personal checkbook for ten million dollars, made it payable to cash, I think. Um, and then in the memo line, he wrote down for for uh, acting services rendered, something like that. Mm-hmm. And that was his North Star, that he was going to get to that point. And it took him three years. And three years after he wrote that check and did whatever he needed to do, you know, the extraordinary amount of work that he needed to work on his craft to be able to get a role where he could cash that that check, that, you know, that's what he did. And we can all do that. Mm-hmm. And whether it's a money goal or it's just a personal goal block or whatever it is, you know, whatever that extraordinary effort is, it's there. It's all achievable. You know, some things are tangible, but some things are intangible. But I've been learning, like, I am my own block. You know, there's nothing in my way except myself. Yeah. And it's like, how do I get past my own self one of one of my affirmations that i that i say um i don't know if it means the most to me but but i i like the i like the tenor of it the most um i am just as worthy deserving and capable as anyone else on this planet of creating tangible measurable results and achieving everything that i want and that's the mindset that you have to have that goes along with putting in extraordinary work that it, anyone can do anything they want. You just have to put your, you put your mind to it and then you put your effort to it. Mm-hmm. Within your coaching business, Amber, like w- based off of like what Brian was just t- kind of talking about, do, have you kind of isolated um, one or two common uh, ways that people are self-sabotaging their own success um, or like Lisa says, like getting in their own way. 
Yeah, definitely. I believe that the ego is programmed to keep you safe. And uh, I don't, I don't want to miss the chance to touch. I mean, this is, it's so cool how this is all coming together in such a beautiful way with not taking no for an answer, pushing through no matter what, like you guys said, um, people commit to that. And then they find that their ego or the subconscious program is triggered at some point by you becoming a new person to where you no longer feel safe inside your body because the subconscious mind resides in each and every cell of the body, which is how we can utilize muscle testing to find what's there and then energy tools to shape, to change those belief systems. But at some point when you start to have success, your body responds by saying, essentially, this is new to us. This isn't safe to us because we haven't experienced this before. Therefore, our livelihood is threatened and we need to start pushing some hormones out. We need to start sending some thoughts out to keep this person essentially where we know is the safe zone in the past and the way things have always been, which obviously isn't what we want because we're trying to break through things and we're trying to change and create success or change our body or, you know, uh, attract a relationship that we love or whatever else. So I find that we start with that commitment. And then at some point people start to self-sabotage. And I really believe it's ingrained into the body because it feels so different than they've experienced before that their body believes that life is being threatened by that change. I have a great real life example of that mm. that just happened to me. I so about I guess maybe the first of the year. Actually, it was just the middle of December. I think Brian and I um, read this book called The Miracle Morning by Hal Elrod, yeah. and then um, his next book called The Miracle Equation. Mm. Great, great books. Highly recommend them. Mm -hmm. And so I started doing the miracle morning every morning and it consisted of, you know, getting up early, like, you know, an hour and a half earlier, two hours earlier to do specific things for 10 minutes each mm -hmm. every day, mm -hmm. focusing on yourself. So I was doing, I'm doing meditation, journaling, you know, reading affirmations, deep breathing, you know, visualization every morning. And I've been doing this for about 45 days or so. Awesome. And I really started feeling a shift. I started feeling like a new person, like okay. I can absolutely accomplish this goal that I set before me, you know, saying these affirmations every day, feeling like so empowered, like superwoman, like I have got this, yeah. like it is all in the mind. It is all about the thoughts. It is all about your beliefs. Like, you know, these are things that I've been reading about since I was 14 years old, personal development type books and things, but applying it, finding a way, Hal has this, you know, miracle formula, I think is just by just get up an hour earlier, do six things, 10 minutes each a day. And, and then that gives you the consistency that you need to actually move forward. Mm -hmm. So I'm like, wow, this is really working. And then all of a sudden, I got sick. Well, not all of a sudden. It we, we, we did the miracle morning for maybe almost a month before we got into the miracle equation. And then a part of the miracle equation process is setting this, you know, big vision for yourself. And you set this big vision for yourself and had a, and a realization. And we both did. We both set a, a big goal and we had a realization. Oh, 
this is what I need slash want to be doing. And for you, that realization then coupled in with, okay, now I have to plan this new business. Right. So I'm like, okay, you know, I got the mindset now. I'm, I've laid out a plan of action and I'm just going to go for it. And, and part of the miracle equation, he really talks about how it's not so much that you reach the goal that you've set forth for yourself, but it's about the person that you have to become in order to reach this goal. Cause this goal should be something big that you feel is like out of reach, you know, like, for him, he, re- he ended up running like a double marathon, like 50, 24 hours straight. Yeah. 24 hours, like 52 miles or something. And he's not a runner and hated to run. And he, and he did this. So it's like who he had to become in order to reach that goal. Mm-hmm. You know, the person who could get up early, the person who was disciplined enough to train all the time, blah, you know, all the things. And so as all this stuff started to set in and my excitement was there and I'm like, I can do this, I can do this. I got really sick and I, it was like a chest cold in bed all day long for a week, a good week, week and a half, like no energy could not like just sleeping all the time. I then lost my voice completely. Um, and it was a good, like two weeks to where I felt like, Oh, I'm, I'm recovered. And We've done a couple of podcasts, so I've been on a couple where I haven't spoken at all, and some, the last one where my voice was starting to come back. And then just as I was thinking I got better, all of a sudden something else happened. In the past couple of days, I've had like this swelling stuff going on in my neck and my ears killing me and not being like being really chronically tired again. And Brian and I were talking about it yesterday, and I said, I really believe that this is my ego's way of having a tantrum. Well, after your guru brought it to your awareness, who, <laughs> I have a, who, who doesn't get credit. Okay, Brian. I'm giving Brian credit. He deserves all the credit. But just realizing that I know that, like you just said, Amber, you know, these it's these beliefs and this who we are is in us on a cellular level. And when we go to change and we, we go to, you know, change these limiting beliefs and change the subconscious programming and we start paying attention to our thoughts and, and start showing up differently, there's going to be some resistance. Mm -hmm. And yesterday when I realized this has to be what's going on, This is absolutely what's going on. It makes perfect sense. And I just made a vow to myself that I was going to push through this, that this wasn't going to scare me back into my old ways, because that's what started happening. Like, not only was I just sick in bed, but my head started getting funky. Like, I started going back into these, this old thought patterns of how, like, I can't do stuff and I'm not able to, and I'm just like never going to get out of this cycle. And it's just like, I'm, you know, this, this ridiculous thinking. And Brian's advice, three simple words. Mm. Just do it. Nike takes all the credit though. Gets just all the credit. <laughs> yeah. But it's true. At some point you're just like, nothing can, nothing's going to scare me away. Like I'm, I'm done. Like I, it doesn't matter that I got sick or it doesn't matter that people keep saying no to me or whatever the effects are that your ego comes up with when your ego knows you so well and is so tricky. And it's like, 
you know, my car is going to break down or, you know, I'm just going to lose all my money or I'm going to get sick or something's going to happen. It's like, haha, see, see, we showed you like you're not capable of doing this. And, and you have to be able to just continue to persevere and say, I don't care anymore. Regardless of this, I'm still moving forward. Like it's almost like a challenge for me now. I'm like, bring it on. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but not really. No, don't. <laughs> you know, that's interesting it- because I... I feel like you're totally like spot on with, with that, but I feel like it's not just that. Like, I feel that on top of that, because you were becoming a different person Mm -hmm. and because you were taking things to the next level, your higher self and your inner child knew, okay, we're going to go there. This other shit that we've been carrying around for the last, you know, however many years can't come with us and we've got to get rid of it. Mm-hmm. And that had to surface as well. And that's come up. So it's like, I feel like there's multiple layers here that you're going through. I don't think it's just like one thing. And I think that's one of the reasons why it's hitting you so hard is because you're going through so much realization, so much just surfacing right now. Yeah, I completely agree with that. And, and on that note, Nicole really helped me, um, and she learned a new uh, skill that she has in the process, which is channeling one's inner child. So I really started to feel like there was a lot of stuff that was coming up with my mom during this time. And I felt like having the throat and the chest issue, I was just trying to pay attention to what is this saying to me? Like where in, where in my throat chakra, like what is it that I need to say, or what is it that I'm not, not knowing? And and I asked Nicole, I was like, can you channel my inner child for me? And she was like, uh, I've never done that before, but sure, let's give it a try. <laughs> and it was quite, quite the experience. I was able to go to a place that I think I really needed to go. A, a story that I remembered, but remembered with really no feeling attached to it. And going through the process with Nicole, I was able to tap into the emotion that I felt with that event. And, and I think just being able to feel it was what I needed to let it go. You know, like, like Nicole said, it was more than just, just the self-sabotage, but also allowing me to go places and let go of some, some trauma that needed to be let go of. I think it's so important. Like whenever any of us are trying to level up, you know, like take things to the next level, become more of who we know we actually are. We have to get rid of the stuff that isn't who we are, that isn't part of that equation. And and that stuff coming up, it's like, you know, it's like you guys have said, it's interesting, you guys say the ego keeps you safe. For some mm-hmm. reason, that like, it doesn't like make sense to me. It, I, I totally get it. Like I, I, I don't want to say I don't get it. But for me, I've always said like the ego keeps you small. And mm-hmm. because to me, the ego keeps you in pain and suffering. Right. And that isn't safe to me. Mm-hmm. Um, and But I totally get the concept of it. Of course, like it's what you know. It's it's where you, how you feel in control of things. You know, I totally get that. But to me, it's like the ego is just wanting to keep you small, which in, in Lisa's case here, um, which is an example of what every one of us g- goes through at varying points in our life, is that idea of like as soon as you try to become that bigger person, you try to like 
you know, expand who you are, build more light, like let your true self shine out. The ego's like, no, 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 no. You go back to being small because mm-hmm. that's how I know how to control you. Yeah. When you get big, I don't know how to control you. Mm-hmm. I think the idea of it being, I totally hear what you're saying, Nicole, and I absolutely agree with you. It's like saying that the ego keeps you safe is, you know, it's like you were, you were hurt by someone when you were little, like you weren't allowed to be your authentic self or whatever. And the ego comes in and says, oh, I'll keep you safe. You'll, this person, you know, no one can ever hurt you again Mm -hmm. by making you feel like you can't be your authentic self. So we just won't be our authentic self ever again. Mm -hmm. And that's how I'm going to keep you safe. Mm -hmm. So it's like, it's keeping you small and safe at the same time. Yeah. It's a very restricted safe. (laughs) I, I look at it like it thinks it's keeping you safe. It's definitely keeping you small. I would 100% agree with that. Its goal is to keep you safe because that's all it knows. But it's definitely not beneficial whatsoever (laughs) in the staying small (laughs) aspect. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Is that something you've become aware of, Amber, as you've gone through this journey of, you know, freeing yourself from addiction? Like, have you pinpointed, you know, where and how that story was serving you and keeping you safe or small? Wow. That's a good question. You know, as we've been speaking today and I've been just listening and observation of, you know, (laughs) this really rings to rings really loudly to me than not take no for an answer and push through no matter what. I think I got really lucky in my recovery process because I had no other choice. I think it was the ultimate commitment to doing whatever it takes. And it's so funny to me how we can have a goal. um, We can have, you know, a new business or writing a book or whatever it is that we're working towards. And we're able to self-sabotage in that way. But for me, it was, I need to save my life. I have no choice. I had to go 100% all in. And I really didn't look back and I didn't have you know, any like terrible, I didn't like, I don't resonate with the one day at a time thing. It was like, this is done. We have no choice. We're getting through this. And, and so, you know, it relates back to how you've been sick as you're speaking of your illness. I'm thinking, wow, how profound it is that perspective can really change everything because you can look at that. You can originally look at it as self-sabotage, which I wouldn't argue with, but you can shift your perspective really quickly because there are no rules. Even though these subconscious beliefs are deeply ingrained and there's work to do to change them, there's no rules that says that say, you know, in three, it takes three months of solid (laughs) commitment to shift this perspective or anything, but you can shift in an instant. You can say, yes, I'm battling this block but that doesn't mean it can't change by tomorrow. And I can look at this illness as the shedding of my old self and the complete regeneration of all of these cells in my body and pushing out all the old stuff and say, wow, two weeks to completely change. And you can come out of that with a new outlook and you you can give yourself the belief. You can step fully into the belief that you've shed things that would have 
caused you to self-sabotage before and now you no longer hold those in your body because you went through that two-week purging process and as you were sharing it I just thought wow the power of perspective you know it's so profound yeah you know I have been listening to on audible the book by uh, Dr. Joe Dispenza you are the placebo mm-hmm and just the first five minutes of that book just really hit me. It, it was nothing new that I, you know, that I didn't know. But he talks about, if you don't know his story, he was like 20 something years old, chiropractor, and got hit by a car in a bicycle accident. He was riding a bike in a race. And he broke his back, like in I don't know, 20 different places. His spine was basically shattered and there were just little fragments like all over his spinal cord. And he got four opinions from four different doctors that said if he didn't have this rod put in his back, he would become paralyzed from the Mm -hmm. chest down. Because as soon as he tried to stand up, one of those little fragments would cut into his spinal cord and that would be it. And he chose not to have the surgery. And he used his mind to heal himself rebuilding his um his spine in his mind every day for like three months he got up and walked within nine weeks and as i'm listening to this story it just made me realize that whether it's a physical ailment or you know um accident or something like that like an actual bone being shattered or if it's something like depression, or getting past your own block for something, it all comes down to belief. Like, can't do you believe that you can do it? And I just decided at at that moment when I was listening to that book that I was my only block. My belief in any limitations that I have that belief itself is the only block that I have. And I have a choice to hold on to that belief or to let it go. Yeah. And I actually did something kind of crazy. I, um, I decided that I was going to make myself a pill, my own placebo. Oh, wow. And I literally put some powders together that I have, which it doesn't even matter what they are. And, and the reason I thought of doing this is the day before I had listened to the placebo effect, I was cleaning my kitchen floor on my hands and knees with just like a rag, wiping some stuff up. And I found on the floor a little empty capsule. Brian had used them when he was um, getting over some gut health issues to put some tinctures in there. And I don't know how it ended up on the floor but we haven't used them in a while, but there was this empty capsule and I I picked it up and I was like, Oh, and I just threw it away. And then I listened to this placebo effect and I got home and I thought, I'm going to make myself a pill and I'm going to set the intention that when I take this pill, that all of my um, limiting beliefs, my self-imposed blocks are going to be gone. And I love that. God, I love that too. Honestly, I'm like, and I and I wrote a little affirmation on a piece of paper, and I rolled it up, and I stuck it in the bottle. And my idea was to to print, like, go to go to the computer and type up 
like affirmations in the smallest possible font, just super, super teeny tiny and cut a little, you know, the strip and then roll it up and put that in, in the pill. <laughs> and so you're actually ingesting the, the positive affirmations as well. Wow. And I'm just, I'm going to pull out every trick in the book that I know because I'm done. I'm done with these limiting beliefs. I'm done with these blocks and I'm done believing or thinking these things things that I, you know, that I can't, or, you know, I'm not capable of, or I don't have the tools yet or whatever it is. I'm like, it's all just a belief. If Joe can actually fix his shattered spine in nine weeks, I can certainly let go of some limiting beliefs that I have, you know? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I remember first learning about him five years after I was utilizing the tools that he shares that just came to me out of nowhere. And I was meditating into the neural net of my brain, releasing opioids from their receptors, releasing neural connections to addiction and habits and just little, just the everyday routine that it becomes so ingrained that this neural net forms in your brain. And so for some odd reason, it just came to me to go and look at those neurons and literally release them like hands that are holding, just let go. And I started doing that. And as I was in early, early recovery, and it helped so much. And I remember also having a, a, the realization though, that I had to keep doing it over and over, that it was a process. And one time I was doing it, I realized, okay, this time I'm going to bring in using color frequency, a new color, a new belief, a new habit that I want to have, like exercising every day or eating, like having a smoothie every day, no matter what, or whatever it was back then. And as I released those neural connections that were so deeply ingrained and did not want to release from each other, instead of just leaving them hanging to come back tomorrow and do it again, I started attaching them to the new things that I wanted to bring into my life. And it was magical, magical. And I remember learning about Joe Dispenza, you know, like I said, maybe five years later, and I was just like, oh my gosh, there's a name for this. This is (laughs) amazing. Oh my goodness. So that's magical, magical stuff. That's so cool. I mean, the mind is so powerful. And when you can visually build and create in your mind, you know, it doesn't know the difference between what's real and what's not. Mm -hmm. It's just like, okay, this is what's happening. And it's so powerful. I did the same thing to heal my womb. You know, I I went into my mother's womb because I was told I took on stuff right from birth that was affecting my own um, uh, uterus. And uh, I just made my, you saw me as a fetus, brought in gold light Mm -hmm. and just saw all that gold light as I moved through my mom's fallopian tubes down into the uterus, implanting, and then just spreading gold light everywhere, gold light, gold light, and seeing all these beautiful rose petals like floating in the uterus, going up into the fallopian tubes, kissing her ovaries, and just like sending out all this healing energy. And um, 
it was not very long after that that I had regeneration of cells and everything in the uterine lining and everything got strong again. Mm -hmm. It's so powerful. It really is. It's just, I think we're so, this is the thing, this is the whole going back to the ego is that the ego wants to keep you small, wants to keep you in routine. Mm -hmm. And so you just keep doing the same old shit that doesn't get you anywhere over and over and over because you know it. It's comfortable. You know, it's what you know. But like if you can break out of that, and that's why I think Lisa's challenge that she's doing every day, she challenges herself to do something different. It's Mm -hmm. about breaking that system that the ego has you locked into of continuously doing the things that get you nowhere and keep you in the same spot. So when you start to branch out and really push yourself, train yourself, which Joe Dispenza talks about, you need to train yourself to become that person. So you have to repetitively do things over and over, you know, to get the results that you want. If we look at any athlete, you know, they're, they don't just become an athlete overnight. Like sure. They may have certain gifts, you know, maybe they have genetic dispositions and they have a certain mind, uh, mindset that they were, you know, grew up with that allows them to become really great. But it certainly doesn't just happen like that. It, it's the mindset is the training yeah. and willing to keep pushing and persevering and and having the discipline to just keep at it no matter what. Mm-hmm. And yep. I think that's just one of the things that we always get stuck in is we get stuck in that comfort zone of like routine. You know, and it comes down to how how badly do you want it? You know, how badly do you want to change? And what whatever that is for you, whether it's, you know, love, money, whatever. And I, like, I recorded my, I record my affirmations and I listen to them on a loop. And, you know, I do that for my 10 minutes every morning. But lately, since I've been sick, I'm like, I really need to kick it up. Last night I recorded just some, like a shorter version of my affirmations, just like three that I wanted to hear. And I set it on my little audio loop app to listen to them 100 times in a row. And I just was sitting on the couch doing um, some crafty thing and just listening to them over and over and over again. When I went to bed, I put my phone under my pillow and I had them playing. And I'm like, I am just going to inundate my mind with this positive stuff because I want it that badly. Like it gets to the point where I'm just like, I'm done. I don't want to keep playing out these same programs and these same limiting beliefs and loops and things and thought patterns that are keeping me stuck. Mm-hmm. Just like where there's a will, there's a way, you know? Mm-hmm. You know, I'm reading um, um, Biology of Belief, uh, Lipton's book, mm-hmm. and um, he talks about this idea how we get so stuck in our routines that we don't explore our surroundings. We don't explore our environment. We don't um, engage in what is what I feel is very much um, the energy of a child. You know, in the, when you're a child, you just you want to explore everything. You're just so fascinated with everything, and you want to know more, and you want to seek out, and you want to discover. And we lose that as we get older, and we become complacent, and we don't really push ourselves to do the things that we know are maybe be joyous. Like for instance, 
yesterday, and I know like Brian's probably going to roll his eyes when I say this, but I really wanted to go to the Trump rally <laughs> in Colorado and I, I wanted to experience it. And I, you know, I've wa- I watch a lot of his rallies and the energy there is just so incredible. It's so, um, it's, it's just, um, it's very motivating, uh, to be excited about life again, basically. And, and I wanted, I knew it was, I knew he was coming to Colorado and I was like, I know, I think I want to go. I want to check this out. I want to see what it's all about and experience it for myself. And I, you know, I'd asked some people to go with me who, um, you know, I knew I wasn't going to ask you, Brian, I wasn't going to put you in that position. I could have made it one of my challenges. I know, but you were, you said you weren't feeling well. So, <laughs> but, um, so I, and then I was like, well, I have no one to go with, so I guess I won't go. And then, you know, like I woke up yesterday morning and I'm like, I really want to go. Why am I not going? Because I don't have anyone to go with me. Like from what I see at all the events, everyone looks super friendly. I'm probably going to meet people like, you know, and I'm like, I'm going to go. Screw it. I'm going. And I was kept, Bruce Lipton just kept like singing in my head, you know, like, go and explore as if you were a tourist in the area. Do the things you would do in an area where you're visiting and you want to go and see everything there, mm-hmm. you know? And so I was like, okay, it's going to be like an hour and a half drive down to Colorado Springs. I'm like, I looked at the side. I'm like, oh my God, it's the bluest sky ever. It's like so sunny. And I'm like, it's going to be a gorgeous drive. And I enjoyed the drive all the way down there. I got down there. I found parking and I met people and talked and I didn't get anywhere close to getting in. The place was just like, I think there was over 20,000 people after the arena was already filled. But I did it. And I was like, I'm so glad I listened to it. Even though I didn't get in, I pushed myself past that boundary of like, well, I don't have anyone to go with. So I guess I'm not going to go. And I'm like, no, I wanted to go. So I'm going. That's what I want. Yeah. And I think that's something that, um, you know, we, we get what's the word? We, it's complacent, but mm-hmm. we also kind of, we, we, um, oh, I just had it. We settle, yeah. you know, and, and we shouldn't settle. We just like, okay, what do you want? Go after it. Just do it. Like if it's really going to make you happy or if it's something that you really want, despite all of the other circumstances, you are always in control and can ultimately decide. Mm-hmm. And I felt really happy after I actually enjoyed the, whole, I didn't get to go in, but I, I was like, I, I'm really proud of myself for doing that I pushed myself out of there and I actually enjoyed the drive and I enjoyed the sunshine and you know I met a couple people and it that that was good and then of course like I came home and I a new opportunity presented itself to me which I'm not going to talk about on the air but Lisa knows it's really cool and it's something I've been kind of asking for not directly that but something related to that to help me and it's just, you know, it's interesting what happens when you show up for yourself and you just continuously be your constant cheerleader, supporter, and motivate yourself to do what's in your heart. Mm-hmm. So Amber, what in what ways have you had to basically change who you are in order to like get get past that that old person that got herself caught in a loop of addiction? Yeah, that is a beautiful question that I've never really tossed around. Um, But I can tell you, I've really had to relinquish control over the outcome of things. Just even in the, in the, you know, last month, it's just a personality trait of mine. I'm 
I want to, I want the, I want to know the outcome. I want to have a plan ahead of time. I want to make sure everything goes smoothly. I'm a really just controlling nature type of person. And you know, that's not what got me over the addiction. (laughs) So bringing that back, it's, it's about saying yes, no matter what full commitment, navigating in each and every moment, shifting gears quickly, but even more just letting go. It's, it's a miserable life to overcome something that, that, uh, horrendous with grace and and ease, essentially looking back. It's a beautiful, beautiful story. I love anybody's overcome tough time story. It's just, I really feel like what life is all about. I feel like we all come here with a growth process trend, a, a huge thing we'd like to accomplish and all sorts of other things kind of make up the paint the details into the picture, so to speak. But I always felt like that was my theme in this life to come and overcome that. And, and I think that it took a lot of trust and mostly in myself. It took a lot of faith. It took a lot of courage and belief. And I try to just navigate each and everything that comes up in life now with the same with the same um, underlying principles in my life. You know, it's funny when you just said it's one of your personality traits. <laughs> yeah. I've been thinking about that lately. And I think that, I hate to say this, but I think that's bullshit. Because oh. I think that not for you, like, I don't mean specifically, like, I'm not talking to you, but I'm just saying that term, like it's a personality trait. I think personality traits are just a trick of the ego. It's just a way for us to settle. It's, it's another excuse for us not to become the greatest versions of ourselves and to just say, well, it's just, that's just my personality or that's just who I am. That can change too. your personality. You can become a different person. I'm a different person. Well, that's what I mean. I think that we rest on that sometimes where people will say, well, you know, that's just, that's just, you know, I just don't like the color red or, or whatever it is. Yeah. So Amber, your answer. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. It's true though, because people do, I mean, because I work on it daily and I know that I'm like that and I have affirmations that help me to be less that way because that way is painful for me. But yeah, I think you're right. People just almost like use it as an excuse, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. I mean, I've watched myself do it. Like, this is just who I am, or I just don't like that. Or, you know, I'm just not someone who wants to be in front of the camera or, you know, I'm just not Mm -hmm. someone who can talk on stage or with like whatever it is. What does your husband say? Just do it. Get over yourself. Oh yeah. He says that too. (laughs) I want to get under myself. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my goodness. Well, Amber, it was such a blessing to have you back on. What if aren't any of our one in our audience wants to work with you and Christian, what can they expect? Like, what are they, what are you kind of guiding them through helping them navigate and, and, and 
bringing into their awareness for change? Yeah. So it all starts with where you feel you're stuck and what you're trying to accomplish. And we will utilize these quantum healing technologies to find out on a deep, deep, deep level. (laughs) Speaking of Joe Dispenza, we're going to find out on on the deepest of levels inside the subconscious, what beliefs you're carrying that you'll be shocked that you have beliefs that are keeping you from achieving whatever it is that you're working towards in your life and having difficulty calling in. And then we help people to clear those things out and then set a game plan moving forward with accountability and make sure that we get after it, make sure that we're calling those things in. That's amazing. Thank you. And if you could leave our audience with one message that has really inspired you for change, what would that be? Yeah, it believe it or not, it is to take the time to stand in front of the mirror and look into your own eyes and feel into the knowingness that you've totally got this. Whatever it is that you're working towards, whatever it is that you're wanting to create, There's nothing external that you need. Absolutely nothing. It's all within yourself. You have all the tools. You have all the knowledge. And make that commitment to yourself. Make make that commitment that no matter what, this is what I came here to experience. And I'm going to make sure that I achieve it. I love that. It's really powerful when you can look at yourself with that kind of knowing in the mirror. Mm -hmm. It's not easy to look at yourself in the mirror (laughs) kind of intensity and you have to say it even if you don't believe it it's like you have to just keep saying it I think I read a quote from Venus Williams the other day that said something like that like just believe in yourself even if you don't it's like keep telling yourself that you believe in yourself until you do right find the small way in which you do and allow it to grow and grow and grow right? Find the way in which you do believe in yourself and start with that and keep moving forward. Well, and don't focus on those, on those negative things. Focus on the, you know, a lot of people probably lie in bed before they go to, you know, fall asleep and they're just like, uh, that didn't happen today. And I didn't, and then, you know, that didn't, that didn't happen for me today or this didn't work out. And, you know, versus, I got up and I brushed my teeth and I ran today. Or, you know what I mean? What, whatever it is that you did, big or small, focus on the that positive thing and not the negative thing. Yeah, absolutely. What you focus on Try grows. That. And pay attention to your conviction because that is one of the telltale signs of how you know you're shifting when you've been doing it over and over and all of a sudden you're like, wow, I'm saying this differently. I mm-hmm. actually like, I'm saying it with some conviction now. Mm-hmm. That's how you know you're shifting and you're breaking the old programs. So pay attention to that. You know, now that you say that, Nicole, I swear that's what happened to me like a couple days before I got sick. I was saying my affirmations in my car out loud. Like I had, you know, I had them recorded and I was just saying them out loud And all of a sudden I just like started crying. Like I was saying them with so much emotion and like so much belief. And I was like, I pulled over my car and I was like, wow, that felt different. Like that was, I really believe them. And I got sick like two days later. (laughs) He goes like, no, you're doing too good of a job. Let's slow you down. (laughs) 
Well, thanks so much, Amber, for being on the show. We'll definitely have you back on. It's always great to chat with you. Thank you and, so much. Um, we'll leave all of um, let or let our audience know how they can uh, reach you, and we'll also leave that information in the show notes. Yeah, absolutely. So the best way to begin is trinityroomgift.com. It's a gift that we've created so that you can learn more about subconscious reprogramming and how it may help you. Trinityroomgift.com. Okay, awesome. Mm-hmm. Well. Thanks so much. Give a big kiss to Christian for us. Uh, We enjoyed having him on a few weeks ago. And to our audience, thanks again for joining us one more time. We'll be back with you guys real soon next week. Lots of love to you all. Bye. Thank you all for joining our show. We appreciate you tuning in and supporting us. If you have any questions you would like answered on the show or any guests you would like to hear on our show, please email that information to us at info at enlightenup.us. And please follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube. And if you're interested in contacting Nicole or myself for some coaching or any of the other services we provide, you can find out more about Nicole at inflexibleme.com and my website is lisaloveslove.com. Thank you again for joining us and supporting our show, and we will be back with you all next week.